This is Carl Hughes with Town Square Media, your host for Issues and Answers. Issues and Answers is a public affairs program for Western Colorado. Residents and members of our community tell us what concerns they have, and from that feedback, we identify significant issues to include in our weekly program. Today, my guests are Misha Blanchard, licensed clinical social worker and military sexual trauma coordinator, and Amy Hill Fife, board-certified pelvic physical therapist, both with the VA Western Colorado Healthcare System. Misha and Amy, welcome to Issues and Answers. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Carl. During Sexual Assault Awareness Month every April, the VA redoubles its year-round efforts to increase public awareness of military sexual trauma, MST, MST's impact on survivors, and the VA's free MST-related services and support. So tell us a little bit about what our local VA is doing to support this process. Oh, we're doing quite a bit. So um, one of the main things that we've been doing is we're doing tabling events um, where we're handing out swag, resources, and just offering support and space for survivors to come forward. We are also um, doing um, in-service like staff trainings to educate our physicians, physical medicine, primary care, women's health, social workers about how to kind of interface with veterans. We also launched a poster campaign to let folks know they're not alone. Um, And then uh, Amy and I launched a sexual health and intimacy group um, in March, just in time for Sexual Assault Awareness Month that we're excited to talk to you about in a little bit. That's perfect. I was really intrigued by the VA's theme, I would guess nationally, for SAM, Sexual Assault Awareness Month in 2022. The theme is, we believe you and we believe in you. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, sure. So I think the biggest thing is for our survivors to know that they're not alone. Um, When someone's experienced sexual assault or harassment, it can be incredibly isolating. People experience a lot of guilt and shame. And so for folks to know that that not only are they not alone, but there's a community of support here for them, I think is incredibly um, important. So if you've experienced MST, regardless of where you are in your recovery, please know that you're not alone and healing is definitely possible and that military sexual trauma is never your so we're using the acronym MST and we talked about it as being military sexual trauma. Let's talk about it a little bit in more detail. What is that? Sure. So military sexual trauma or MST refers to sexual assault or harassment that occurs during military service. And unfortunately, Carl, it's a big issue. It's a big problem and it's pretty prevalent. Anyone in the military can experience sexual trauma regardless of their branch of service, age, ethnicity, um, gender, or sexual orientation. MST can also occur at any time or place during military service, whether the service member is on or off duty on or off base and the perpetrator might be a fellow service member or it could be a civilian in the community. Um, The last thing I kind of want to touch on is kind of just going into the weeds a little bit more about what MST entails. That can be anything from being physically forced to have sex against your will, which is rape, but it also can be comments about your body, your sexual orientation, which is like sexual harassment. Um, It can be any kind of sexual activity where you're unable to consent. Um, Maybe perhaps you're intoxicated or you've been um, drugged or something. So there is quite a range of what what qualifies as military sexual trauma. One of the 
positive changes that these most unusual recent few years um, that has happened was the Me Too movement, where this discussion is now not as much under the table or out of sight that we can now hopefully openly talk about these things that have happened, and that's real life. We're real human beings, and it's out there, and the fact that the VA is recognizing that and has a specific program, you know, kudos to you guys for doing that. So MST, I would assume people that have experienced that, is it fair to call them MST survivors? It is, and we're also trying to find a way to move into thrivers, is that it started off as victims, and then they're... um, we call once you've gone through it survivors but our goal at the va is to then help you thrive and live your best life i think anytime you can put a positive spin on what's you know a very difficult topic and event for you that's obviously part of the healing and part of the great process on that veterans and former service members is it does this occur more for women does it occur at all for men what are what are the numbers for that so, oh my goodness, it's pretty prevalent, unfortunately. So we have, um, and, and just remember, if you have experienced MST or just um, if you've experienced sexual harassment or sexual uh, trauma or violence, to know that you're not alone. Um, but when asked by VA healthcare providers, one in three women report military sexual trauma and one in 50 men and these are just the people that have come forward there is a huge population of people that for whatever reason shame guilt like just not feeling safe being institutional betrayal that they don't feel safe coming forward and sharing about it but just like with the mst um the um what is it called the me too movement Mm -hmm. that you just mentioned those people that have come forward have started to pave the way for other people to know they're not alone and to be able to come forward and seek healing and support. Well, and I would think that actually acknowledging it, coming forward and talking to something or somebody about it is a way that it might reignite the feelings of trauma and the feelings of betrayal and the feelings of hurt. And so if you're repressing all those feelings and coming to talk to somebody about it's going to make them real again that might be another reason people don't want to come to you absolutely but what we've learned is that the two things that keep trauma large and in charge are avoidance and unhelpful beliefs so unfortunately we can push things down we can push things down but stuff is going to come out sideways eventually so we're really encouraging people to just lean a little outside their comfort zone and just know that there are safe people at the va that they can talk to Um, another thing i just wanted to mention is that last year we We actually launched our first ever male MST support group. And this was VA Western Colorado's first male MST support group in history. And these guys, like, were looking at each other like, whoa, this happened to you too? And so, unfortunately, it's incredibly prevalent. Well, and I would think in a safe all-male support group, a lot of the stigma is taken away because you're in a shared group with a shared trauma. You just realize, like, oh, my goodness, like... This wasn't, this didn't just happen to me. This doesn't exist in a vacuum. And now the number of people you're seeing here and the gender division of those people, um, you had said it was one in three women reported and one in 50 men. And I I understand that reporting isn't a, a purely true statistic. It's the people that chose to answer a survey or to acknowledge this event happened. Are that one in three and one in 50, are those numbers true for you here on the people you're seeing? 
Um, I gotta say that my caseload is probably split right now where I see about 50% men and 50% women. So I just want to reiterate, there's an incredible amount of men that have also experienced this, unfortunately. I wonder, does that speak any to women that are out there that are still hesitant to come forward and talk about it? Because women in the military, you know, is a minority, and mm-hmm. I'm sure they're carrying a little bit of that burden that they had there. You know, is, do you think that's impacting your numbers at all? I think that women might be more hesitant to come forward while they're in the military still, because um, reporting it can impact your career. It, you know, imagine if your commanding officer is the one that assaulted you, right? Is that reporting it up the chain of command? That's reporting the rape or the harassment to your superior. Um, and so, um, yeah. It, it's difficult start to finish. Yeah, absolutely. So the services, you're talking about a a group, an all-male group, but what other services are available for the thrivers and the survivors of military sexual trauma? So um, I work in the Center for Post-Traumatic Growth, which is our PTSD clinical team. So we offer evidence-based therapies um, specifically to target the the flavor of your trauma, um, such as prolonged exposure, which is a very intensive therapy, and you get a big bang for your buck with that one. Also, cognitive processing therapy, where you kind of look at the link between unhelpful thoughts, emotions and behaviors. We also um, are about to start offering couples therapy for PTSD. I'll be I'll be kicking that off next month um, after I get trained. We also have mindfulness groups for those that are kind of wanting to dip their toe in, but they're not quite ready to rip off the bandaid and like power through, um, you know, for uh, doing an intensive trauma therapy. Our statistics are pretty awesome. On average, we reduce PTSD symptoms by 70% in three to four months. It sounds to me and feels to me as I both had researched this and now us having this discussion, it feels like the largest hurdle, at least initially, is making that first call or making that first even self-acknowledgement that something happened and I really should do something about that. Is there any great messaging you can give to somebody that will help them get over that self-recognition and be able to reach out for this help? To definitely know you're not alone. And actually, you can call the main VA number, the 970-242-0731, and you don't even need to tell us who you are. When you get on the line with me, it is going to be helpful for me to know your name so I can interface with you better. But even when our operators are answering the phone, they have very clear training that our veterans never need to even disclose their identity. So um, that's important. One other thing I wanted to just talk about real quick is one of the other really exciting program offerings that we've launched um, is um, the Sexual Health and Intimacy Group. So I've teamed up with pelvic health uh, physical therapist extraordinaire Amy Hill-Fife, and we launched a 10-week all-virtual sexual health and intimacy group for survivors of military sexual trauma. So this exciting new group is the first ever sexual health group offered at VA Western Colorado. And you guys, to the best of our knowledge, we're the only VA in the country that's teamed up a mental health clinician with a pelvic health physical therapist. So this is a holistic group. So we have a very very holistic treatment approach to helping survivors uh, heal through emotion skill building, addressing the physical ramifications of trauma through pelvic health PT, mindfulness, and uh, assertiveness and communication skills. In fact, uh, two hours ago, a famous author, world-renowned um, 
author Wendy Maltz joined our group for an hour-long Q&A with our veterans. So she's a pioneer in healing after sexual trauma, and she's written several books on sexual trauma. All of our veterans got, like, her literature, and we didn't know it at the time, but then they got to meet the author, which was pretty awesome. So, yeah. Well, and something like that just... Well, I don't want to use the word legitimizes because that's not the case, but it reinforces the fact that they're not alone, that there's a lot of awareness of this issue out there, and there's a lot of help available, and there's a lot of people that are are aware of what these survivor thrivers have gone through. So Mm -hmm. what a gift. And I have not spoken yet. This is Amy. Um, Yes, Carl, I think one of the things that I see is that people don't know that there are actually programs and there's help available to them. So by you providing um, this interview with us, thank you so much, because that's what it's going to do. It's going to give people the opportunity to recognize that there's someone to help them. Because if they don't know, they will stay silent um, and they will not seek help. So I think that's when you, when you ask what's the first hurdle, is it self-acknowledgement possibly, or just hearing that there's someone who could help them and there's help out there. And to resonate the message that you shared at the, at the top of the interview, you are not alone. And I think that message is so important for survivors and thrivers to understand that it felt like it was so personal and it happened just to them, but these events happen in the real world and they happen to other people and other people are finding healing so well and that is definitely one thing that we have found in our group even just today we had a member and she said going through um, the sexual health and intimacy group after military sexual trauma i've realized be from other members just sharing their story with me that i think wow that is exactly how i felt or that's exactly what happened to me or something similar happened to me. And this is the first time that she's really felt that she's not alone. And that is coming directly from um, our survivors and thrivers of saying, I finally realize I'm not alone. Even after years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years of um, living with the trauma. And those are life-changing revelations and moments of self-acknowledgement. So really, you guys are helping make that change for some of these thrivers for the rest of their lives. So it's very important. You mentioned virtual. Um, Your therapies, are you doing in-person groups? Are they mostly virtual? Is virtual an option for somebody who is a little shy to be in a group? How does all that work? Yeah, so our group, our our sexual health and intimacy group is virtual because we're capturing veterans in Western, um, let's see, Western Colorado, Eastern Utah, and Southern Wyoming. So we actually cover a pretty big catchment area and we wanna make sure that these offerings are available to everyone. We do also, of course, offer face-to-face therapy as well as um, in-person group therapy. And we also have hybrid options as well. And so sometimes we'll have vets like out in Glenwood Springs, they don't wanna make the trek each week and so they'll come in in person one week and then join us our group virtually the next and so that's also an option mm-hmm. so it's pretty much anything that will help them they have a, some ability to access these resources absolutely now in previous discussions about services available through the va service related there were always some caveat or some sort of restriction on who's eligible to receive services or benefits through the va system 
How about for MST thrivers and survivors? Who's eligible here? So all of you are eligible. So it is, if you're a veteran that's experienced MST, you can access free medical and mental health care that is directly related to the trauma. So even if your income threshold is too high to typically qualify for VA services, or you had an other than honorable or dishonorable discharge and VA typically you wouldn't be eligible for, you can actually still come in and meet with my team or meet with a mental health provider or a, um, a medical provider to get any conditions treated there that are a direct result of MST. Well, and you have referenced a couple times PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. I think a lot of people will hear that acronym or think about that only in a war or violence, you know, related setting. But the PTSD post-sexual assault is real and I would assume as painful as a lot of the war-related Oh, absolutely. Um, and there's other conditions that can result from MST as well. Um, a lot, some folks don't get post-traumatic stress disorder. Maybe they get irritable bowel syndrome or TMJ or depression or anxiety. And so MST itself is actually not a diagnosis, it's a condition. And then what we do is we have like a pretty regimented and in-depth like um, assessment process to really find out what are your conditions that need to be treated and how can we best support you and we talk about this is mst is military sexual trauma i i would hope that with this increasing awareness more is being done for active duty um, members of the military to help avoid these situations from happening is that happening yeah the, so this is definitely on the department of defense's radar too and they've been making stringent efforts to um, make uh, changes and to further support survivors in the military there's still definitely some work to be done on the dod and the va side however we've really been moving in a positive direction for those listeners just joining us, my name is Carl Hughes. I'm the host for Issues and Answers with Town Square Media. My guests today are Misha Blanchard, who is a licensed clinical social worker and military sexual trauma coordinator, and Amy Hill Fife, who is a board certified pelvic physical therapist. They are both with the VA Western Colorado Healthcare System, or as most of us in the community know it, the VA. And today we're discussing a, an incredibly important subject, but a difficult one to talk about. April is National Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and the VA has specific programs to help with what they have identified as MST, the military sexual trauma. We're going to continue a little bit on that discussion. Um, Amy, you are a board-certified pelvic physical therapist and i think a lot of people are going to hear that description and think i don't know what in the world you would need to do as a pelvic physical therapist tell us first what that is and what you do and then tie it into the mst and the other programs that are going on and how they interact and interface with each other um, certainly. So yes, I have been a pelvic physical therapist for 22 years. Um, I had training in PT school, with which even most schools now don't provide the pelvic part of the training. But I had a wonderful professor from Australia who um, trained me, and they are so far ahead of us still in being able to talk about 
all parts of the body because the pelvic region and your bladder and your bowel, your sexual health, they are parts of your body just like your elbow. Um, however, they have a tendency to have a lot of shame surrounding them. We don't talk about this, even though um, all of us, you know, go to the bathroom um, and are intimate with our partners. It's just something that isn't talked about. So it's sort of ignored from your navel to your knees. So pelvic physical therapy um, looks at the musculoskeletal component, um, your pelvic muscles specifically, which you have 24 of them, and they're just very similar to your bicep muscle. And again, 24 pelvic floor muscles in your pelvis that no one talks about. Although people hear of the Kegels, so Dr. Kegel studied the muscles and, um, and we call them pelvic floor muscles because it, that's more of what they are. Those muscles attach into your hip muscles, into your abdominal muscles, attached to your tailbone. Um, they are a very, very important foundation for all of us. And again, you just don't hear about it. So with, with the pelvic floor muscles, they have four main functions. Um, the first function is that they support all of your organs. The second function is their sphincteric. So if you want to hold back going to the bathroom, you know, have, I'm going to go ahead and say it, peeing or having a bowel movement, we tighten up and that's fantastic. Um, however, we also need those muscles to be able to let go so you can actually void the way you're supposed to without any issues. So um, that's the second function is sphincteric. Third function is sexual. So some of the muscles participate in getting aroused, having blood flow, and then having um, the pleasurable part of basically the release of the tension and the so that's part of, of most people's everyday lives as you um, as you find your intimate partner right and then the last uh, the last thing that they do is they're part of the core stability so that's a big buzzword you know oh, I got to go to the gym and work on my abs well these muscles work directly with your abdominals and they help keep you upright and they help you walk and do all those things so um, with that area just being ignored, really being ignored, you get a lot of problems. And the way it ties in to um, post-military sexual trauma or any type of sexual trauma is that oftentimes the muscles can either be damaged. So if we want to talk about the physical aspects, you can have tearing during um, you know, a rape or an event that is very violent. You can have scar tissue that builds up. The muscles can be damaged. Of course, we have nerves, arteries, and veins, just like to any other part of your body. Those can be damaged. And people don't realize it, but after assault, some um, people may have to have you know, stitches. They're not really told how to take care of those stitches. They don't know what to do afterwards. There's no rehab. And so you can have the physical aspect, just like if you had a knee injury or a knee surgery, um, needing the rehab for that. And then when we talk about what else can happen overall in the body and the chemicals that are released due to the trauma and the chronic state of being in fight, flight, or freeze, fawn, faint, mm -hmm. fail to think, <laughs> um, that those chemicals can create an overall muscle tension throughout your body. People develop TMJ, so you're clenching your jaw, grinding your teeth, and I say that that can happen in your pelvis. You can get TMJ down there, where the muscles become so tense that you really are unable to release. 
And so that becomes problematic, obviously, if you're trying to, um, you know, empty your bladder or have a normal bowel movement, ha be intimate with your partner. You can have a lot of pelvic pain. So I know earlier we, t we sort of talked about this long span of people um, having trauma and not ever being able to address it or not knowing that they can get help and feeling alone. They may go for years with pelvic pain with their partners in intimate relationships um, which then affects their marriages, their partnerships, and so you have just one more aspect of how the MST is affecting them in their daily overall life. By providing both the mental health aspect and the education, as well as the pelvic um, physical part of, of what can happen from MST, that is what our group, our sexual health and intimacy group, is doing, and um, like Misha said, Definitely in Western Colorado, which this is actually my hometown. Um, I'm from this area, so I get to serve uh, my community, which is fantastic. Uh, we believe that this is really the first time it's ever been done in the VA, for sure, nationally, by, by um, teaming up together. Well, and as you were discussing and covering all of that, that physical event feels like that might be a constant reminder of the emotional event. And having that ongoing physical issue can't do anything other than remind you of the emotional issue that you're also suffering from and feeling bad about because of the initial trauma, you know, where you would try to do the strong thing and just push the emotional thing aside. You have this constant physical reminder that this event happened and that's got to make it worse. Right. And I, Misha, I may have you comment on this, too. So we talk about that, that it's a it's a continuous trigger, right? It would be a, a negative trigger that reminds you. And then you get into a negative feedback loop of, oh, um, my partner wants to be intimate. All the pelvic muscles tighten up. You try and grit your teeth to get through it. You have pain and then you just get in a chronic loop of a pain cycle, which goes on for a long time. And then in the mental health aspect and what's going on more in the, the, the fight, flight, or freeze system, you're getting that, that chemical release and that emotional automatic reaction, really. Mm -hmm. So the, the single traumatic event or even multiple traumatic events have an impact physically, they have an impact mentally, and they last. And that's where your intervention comes into play and helps stop both the physical and the emotional damage that's been done. Yep, we got options for you to help you heal. Absolutely. Well, and as you talk about this you know, symbiotic relationship of the physical with the emotional and that you may be leading in this, you know, there are so many wonderful things every time the VA comes in here to talk about the programs and how they're helping our veterans. And, you know, on behalf of the community, thank you guys for everything you're doing. This is powerful and important. Thank you, and thanks so much for letting us share this message. Now, we talked briefly before we went on the air about the Beyond MST mobile app, and you love to see the VA doing something high-tech. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, You guys, this is actually a really great mental health app, um, and this is an app that not only survivors from military sexual trauma can use, but 
anyone that's having emotion dysregulation, stress, anxiety, there's really cool modules in here. And we're actually using these modules as part of our between session work for our sexual health and intimacy group. But there's different components where you can work on challenging self-blame, which can even help with like grief and loss stuff if you have like a loved one that's passed away. There's also components on strengthening relationship skills, building support, working on your health and wellness. My favorite, finding calm and balance. This is like my continual stride my entire life, right? And finding hope. So it is, it's a pretty solid mental health app. I'm actually quite happy with it and our veteran feedback has been pretty positive as well. April is National Sexual Assault Awareness Month. The VA is actively helping out veterans with MST, military sexual trauma, both physical programs to help with physical issues and robust programs to help with the mental strain and pain that comes from this. And they are helping turn survivors into thrivers. That's our hope, is that we want people to not see themselves as a victim, but a survivor. And our ultimate goal is to help you thrive instead of just survive. And, and we don't want people to white knuckle it. They're not alone and that we are here and ready and waiting for your call. So let's use that as the moment to talk about websites and phone numbers. How can people reach out to you? Sure. So you can call the main VA phone number, which is 970 242 0731 and you can ask to be connected to the MST coordinator. You can also contact Mental Health and they can link you to me as well. And then a great website is a ptsd.va.gov and from there you can find a, like multiple resources, uh, quite a few on PTSD, combat PTSD, military sexual trauma. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty solid resource as well. And one of the things I appreciate about you guys is you have a really wonderful Facebook page. Uh, can people contact you through Facebook as well? Yeah, so you can secure message us through our Facebook page if you're having any difficulty or it's just a more feasible way for you get it, to get in touch with us. And then also, I can't forget that if you are ever in crisis, you're in a state where you need to speak to someone immediately, please call our Veterans Crisis Line. That number is one 800 273 8255 and press 1. And you can also text. There's an easy text option too. You can text 838255 and the Veterans Crisis Line can get back to you that way as well. Well, I'd like to thank Misha Blanchard and Amy Hill Fife from the VA Western Colorado Healthcare System. A difficult subject, but you know, you're doing amazing work to help people with some very serious issues and problems so again thank you for everything you do and thanks for joining us on issues and answers thanks thank carl. You, carl thank you for having us this has been issues and answers from town square media if you would like to suggest a topic for our weekly program simply open our station app and hit the app chat feature send us a note about an issue you would like to hear discussed on issues and answers you can also reach us by phone by dialing 970-242 7788. I'm Carl Hughes. Join us next week for another round of Issues and Answers with Town Square Media.